Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cincinnati Sports Review. My name is Eric. My name is Nick. Nick, can you believe what just happened over the weekend? That's crazy. Like, <laughs> I can't believe it, man. It's been so long. I mean, I haven't been alive since. Nick, well, yeah, I was about to say, what was the last the time you broke a 31-year-old streak or had something like that break on you? Like, you know. Doesn't happen a lot. Doesn't happen a lot. It's uh, You love to see it. It was it was quite a beautiful sight. Uh, it was very stressful at the end of the game, but I, you know what's what was weird. I mean, it it could have been the fact that I was drinking, but I wasn't worried at all during the game. Like the whole time, I was like, "Burrow's got this. We're winning this. This is our game." I've been hurt so many times. I was like, "All right, it's coming. We're here. I'm gonna get hurt any minute now," uh, and, and that that didn't happen. Um, I well, here's one thing I want. I do want to point out. Um, these I'll call them Lou Amaruto defenses. They they don't they haven't really been known for buckling down and stopping drives when they need to be stopped. Um, there's been a couple games over the past three years where they could and should have won, but they didn't because the defense gave up um, some big player, a big score to end the game. That's yeah. like I, as what I see is the biggest difference between like the Mike Zimmer and the. Who was the other guy who was a coordinator after Zimmer? Oh, man. I Paul can't. Gunther. Yeah. Paul Gunther. The biggest difference between the Mike Zimmer and Paul Gunther defenses is at the end of the game, when they needed to make stops and get a turnover and make a big play, somebody did that. And Lou Amaruno's defenses, for the most part, hadn't done that up until the last, like, three games. Um, and this was huge. Um, yeah. That, that interception – I mean, you know – I think the interception itself doesn't really matter because he, even if he had caught it, he most likely would have not gone in the end zone based on how his momentum was bringing him towards the, you know, but who knows? Uh, and two of the, say he dropped it, it was fourth down anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I think as a, um, symbolic, um, symbolic event, the interception, uh, is a massive win for the city. And anybody who's ever been a fan of the Bengals, like the fact that, like, I mean, you know, if they scored that touchdown, it would have been heartbreaking for everybody. But the fact that they that didn't let that happen and they won the game, it was it was beautiful. Yeah, it was uh, it was amazing. I was so hyped and I was having a good time. Oh, I was so nervous. I was text. I stopped texting you like sometime in the fourth quarter because I was just so nervous. I was so I was hyped. I think I was standing up the entire game. Um, I I think I started standing up. Sometime in the fourth quarter, I just started pacing back and forth like an anxious father uh, with his with his wife in the delivery room. Oh my gosh! Both the defenses really clamped down in that second half. So oh, for sure. I mean, we only sc- I mean, we only scored six points, and they only scored six points. Um, I mean, they scored with 13 seconds left at the end of the second half or the first half. Sorry, second quarter. Yeah, uh, I didn't like that. That a lot of lose defense has done that before. They've given up points at the end of drives. Uh, whereas, like, yep, we've done a lot of scoring at the end of quarters where it's like, okay, there's 45 seconds left. There's probably not nothing's going to happen, and then they end up scoring, a, you know, a super long touchdown. Um, okay. but, I think we're just as a team we're coming on at the right time. We have our offense yeah. is rolling right now. I think they got they got hot at the right time. Um, you know, they lost against the Forty ers which I, Burrow played really well in that game. But 
you know, the, the defense lost at no T, but then they, they go on the road and win at Denver. Big win against the Ravens at home. Big win against the Chiefs at home. And then week 17, was ba- that basically was a preseason game. Let's not, you know. I mean. No, n- none of the starters <clears throat> played. At this point, Burrow, Burrow's legit, you know. Oh, yeah. There's no, there's there's no, no question, question that he's the guy. I think oh, if no. any quarterback is going to bring us to the Super Bowl, it's going to be Joe Burrow. He's, he's yeah. got, you know, everything. He's got everything. everything he's, you got, need. he's got the physical ability, and he's got the, the confidence and moxie to, like, bring him there, too. Ah, he's, he's so confident out there. And that's, that's like, what made me not, not worry. I was like, you know what? We got this. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't tell you they're going to do a Super Bowl run this year, but. It's almost probable it's going to happen. I mean, we're we're already trying. I mean, this is his oh yeah no first they're, they're full definitely, year and he's already like, won a wild card game. That's like insane he, to think about. For them, yeah, but like I th- I think they think in their minds that they can win the Super Bowl, and you can't you can't take that away from them. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I think the whole team has bought into this 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 process and it was looking really sketchy at the end of last year with all the players that have left and all the players that complained. But yeah. If we would have like, if you go back and circle back, you know, you know, through Zach Taylor's head, you got to give the guy a lot of credit for turning his team around. You can say what you want about coaching scheme or coordinators or whatever. Like at the end of the day, they want a freaking playoff game. Marvin Lewis tried seven times with three different, four different quarterbacks and couldn't do it, <laughs> and they were able to do it with you know that 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 boy Burrow. Yeah, it's it's crazy and it, yo it's so wild and like like i said go back to when you got here you know there was um some controversy in training camp when, when aj green got hurt they benched dalton a lot of people didn't like that a lot of people loved it uh but the end result was awful <laughs> they they went they won two games it made you know, no sense to bench, bench dalton there but i think i heard i heard somebody say something and it's um it actually kind of makes sense is that I think they at that point they were 0 and 11 or something or 0 and 8 and they were like you know what we're not gonna this isn't you know we already tried winning let's tank yeah Th- I was gonna say the only reason you would games. bench him is for full for tank purposes. commander um I mean I don't I don't think I don't at that time when Dalton was benched I don't think Burrow was like advertised you know through media like obviously he like beating um they, they beat Bama, then they beat Georgia, and then they beat uh, the two games in the playoffs. Like I think that's when people really like knew. And then he won the Heisman, and then people really knew about him. But like at that point, I think it was still tank for Tua was still going on. So I think people were still thinking we were going to get him oh. if we got the first pick. Yeah, I mean, thank God that he he got hurt right and then dropped on the draft board. Yeah, he got hurt. I think I maybe had um, some uh, combine issues. I, I think at that point they were probably already set on Burrow. I mean, he at that point he already won the Heisman in college football playoff. Like he had he done everything he needed to do to be the first pick. Yeah, um, and it was uh, the right choice, absolutely the right choice. Oh yeah, and he's oh yeah. You know, I think he's been the best drafted quarterback in the last few years. Overall, or just for us, or like overall. Okay, um, it's going to be hard to argue that against Mahomes, but I think that's his only competition. Well, Mahomes was drafted. When was Mahomes drafted? It was a while ago at this point, right? Mahomes like was three drafted years ago? in 2017. Three, four. 
Oh, it's so even more. He, a full, like, yeah, five years. Yeah, so I, I don't consider him a part of that same okay. group. Okay, so are you, are you saying, like, say, pro Like, within the last, like, three, four years, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's not even a question. I think he just edges out Herbert's his only competition there. And Herbert may be better, better statistically, but I think, that, like I said a couple times, I think the Chargers had a better system in place when he got drafted versus where we were. Because, I mean, you gotta think, we've revamped the entire defense. I mean, it's almost a completely new team. Do you remember B.D. Webb? Yeah. <laughs> he was he, – Not really. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, that's the whole point. Like, uh, He was terrible. He, uh, he was worse than Drake Kirkpatrick. But, I mean, uh, he, I, I, you know, Justin Herbert's good. You know, I'm not going to deny that. He's, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah. Um, I just think Burrow is the perfect quarterback for us, and – it was yeah. a perfect opportunity. I think it helps him being from Ohio and him being from Athens, that you know, that kind of like Ohio spirit. And I think, I think in his brain, he sees this as like a challenge. Like, like yeah, I could have gone somewhere that was already a little bit better in place, but I'm going to take this team that as his words, not mine. Everybody knows about the Bengals and them not winning, being any good, not winning a playoff game. And he's going to turn them into, um, a perennial playoff team. He even said today, like them winning this wild card, that that's going to be the standard. And as a Bengals fan, that doesn't just turn you rock hard right there. <laughs> I don't know what will. Yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be really surprised if the city eventually turns on Burrow because he just he's so likable too. Like his, his yeah. persona in the media and everything. He's just, I, I don't know. I think he's been one of the the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. I think everybody will turn on that eventually you know who knows where they are down the line but i think for let's just enjoy it right now and let's not think of where we're going to be in 15 years yeah it's just uh it's just beautiful it really is but i have a controversial statement to make too about what uh, about joe burrow okay go okay so here's my controversial statement joe burrow in his two years of being a Bengal, has already completely entirely eclipsed everything that Carson Palmer did for us like you know I everything mean, I don't think it's that controversial when we want a playoff game with Joe Burrow I mean yeah but you can make I mean you can't say that again you can't put Burrow up against like like Boomer Sison or Kenny Anderson cuz those dudes went to Super Bowls and won MVP awards so like on that spectrum um like like it's going to be a while for I mean I don't know if he goes and went to Super Bowl I don't think there's any question but like I think those two guys, just on those accomplishments alone, um, are are still a little bit higher. I mean, I would probably say like if you look at just the total aggregate um, statistical package of Dalton, he's probably like a little bit higher. Um, but I think he'll I think he'll pass Dalton up in a couple years. Um, if they win like three three divisions in a row and make a couple AFC championship games, I think you can say, you know. Burrow would be one of the best. Yeah, I guess it wasn't I, that I, controversial. I, I don't think it's that controversial. I think he's already better than Dalton. I think he's already accomplished more. Oh, I definitely don't think he's accomplished more solely because um, th- this is kind of like, I don't know, this is showing my favoritism because I fucking hate Carson Palmer. But like, You are definitely showing you know, your favoritism here, I think. I fucking hate Carson Palmer. And but you yeah, fucking no, love Andy Dalton. I fucking love Andy Dalton. Like, <laughs> let me tell you this. Um, uh, he's already had the best the, the best passing season ever. There's no there's no un, there's absolutely no denying it. 
Um, I, I think as a pure quarterback, the the throws that he can make, um, the connection with Chase, and, and now he's even better with Higgins too. Like he already was good with Chase, but um, he's much better connecting with Higgins now and Boyd. Um, can't you can't deny that he's he's just the the best that we've ever seen and the game is so different from when kenny and boomer played yeah you, know, you can't really compare that it's hard back. to compare them yeah you, you can say stuff like oh yeah like once he wins an mvp and goes through super bowl then he's on that that same playing field on that regard right um but I, I don't think it's within you know it's he's going to be the best it just there's no denying it yep i'm I'm excited though, and and so let's talk about the game a little bit, the Raiders game. Um, I think overall we played really well. I think the the offense stalled a little bit in that second half, um, but no huge worries. the The O line held up for the most part. Yeah, and they scored on when they needed to. Uh, like I said, six points in the second half on a couple of McPherson field goals. McPherson was on point. Day. He was on point. It was <coughs> four for four and. And two for two on extra points. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you can't ask for a better kicking. You know, especially when we've had like Shane Graham miss clutch kicks and, um, Randy Bullock, Mike Nugent, Randy Bullock. Who we hey, are if, playing? If next we're going to start complaining, uh, if we're going to start comparing current players to older players, McPherson is like one hundred thousand times better than Randy Bullock. Could you imagine next week we're playing Randy Bullock? He's going to be scoring points on us. Uh, I I. St- I understand it. Could you imagine if this motherfucker loses a game for us? Like, <laughs> again? Uh, <laughs> it's his MO. Um, he's he's serviceable. It is shocking to see him on the number one C Titans. Like, if you would have told me he was kicking for the Jaguars, I'd be like, oh, that kind of makes sense. If it, if it comes down to the end, last field goal, do you think he's going to make it? <laughs> Three points decides the game. Who knows, man? I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I want this. I want this game to be over in the third quarter. <laughs> but uh, the bi- the biggest worries here is losing um, some players to injury. That's right. Um, Do you want to go over that? Yeah, I think we should. Um, biggest uh, loss is going to be on the the D line. Uh, What's his name? Ogunjobi. Multiple injuries on the D-line. Ogunjobi is the big one. Ogunjobi um, is the big one. I heard that Trey Hendrickson, he was injured in the game, but I heard he was practicing yeah. today, or at least on the practice field. He, uh, We're recording this on Tuesday. I believe Tuesday is either a walkthrough or a film day. Um, I think the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or when they really get in the – oh, maybe it's different because the, the game is on Saturday. Yeah, but, but he was on the field. There, there were reports of him going through – line drills i think good well yeah okay limited in today's practice okay um and there's also mike daniels was also injured he's one of the backup defensive tackles yeah so i think we signed a guy that the jags let go who's not horrible i wish it would have signed geno atkins yeah that wasn't gonna happen the dude's been on his couch for a year yeah i'm sure after suffering some injuries that pretty much probably ended his career at this point inadvertently yeah um at his age. Yeah, it would have been good, but we really needed somebody to to pass rush from the inside. Yeah, pass rush from the inside and, and, and get them um good outside rush. I mean, I think, you know, Hendrickson and Hubbard, those two guys play well together, and I think the backups are at least serviceable. 
on like you know when they spell the and the the defensive line they do a lot of rotating. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm just really worried about losing somebody like Ogan Joby on the on the defensive tackle side. I mean, he he creates so when much he's played disruption so well. in there. Yeah. yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Like, he came out of nowhere, in, in my opinion. I, I wasn't very high on him when he came here. but um, Yeah, he didn't have a good career, uh, end of his career in Cleveland. I think we talked about that before. Possibly. But he he's had, what, seven sacks for us? He's been all over the place. Oh, yeah. Seven sacks for a D-tackle is pretty good. Um, but obviously, we still have B.J. Hill out there. So, um Going to have B.J. Hill, D.J. Reader still out there. So it's not a huge concern, but I, I think it'll be a bigger concern if Derrick Henry is 100% ready to go. Yeah, and I don't know. If, is he full participating now? Um, I don't think he – I think he's in practice, but he hasn't done any contact practice. Okay. Uh, we'll start participating with contact, so I'm sure he's going to be on the f- practice field in the next two days. Yeah, and I think that's going to be – the biggest thing, right? They they're a really solid team even without him actually. Like they've yeah. played pretty well throughout um the last half of the year. Um yeah. but obviously they are way more dangerous with him. I don't think I think Tannehill personally has dropped off. Not I shouldn't say personally. Statistically he's dropped off uh compared to his numbers like the year prior. Um uh he must have thrown a lot of touchdowns late in the year cuz I thought his touchdown interception ratio is a lot closer to one let me double check that real quick yeah he threw seven touchdowns over his last three games so um his overall numbers look good but i think at one point he wasn't doing so well so if they can get that version of Tannehill to play our defense theory should be pretty good Right. I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I I think I think it's going to be a good game. Um who have the Titans lost to this year? They they I think they dropped they one to the five Steelers. Losses. They lost the opener against the Cardinals. They who lost an lost OT to the Jets in the playoffs. They went back to back losing to the Texans and the Patriots and then losing Patriots to Pittsburgh. also lost in the playoffs and so did Pittsburgh, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we match up with them, but um, you know, still undefeated against playoff teams. Yeah, that's true. And <laughs> you know, the big thing is, we, if Derrick Henry's back, we just got to stop him. That's that's really the key to their offense or their run game. That was the key last year when we played them here in Cincinnati. Is that they stopped Derrick? Well, like stopped Derrick Henry. I think he still had like eighty something yards, but they that didn't let him Derrick explode. <laughs> There's no stopping this dude, but they didn't let him explode. Yeah. They they contained him very well. He still got some good runs, and but he didn't like that's gonna kill anybody on the field when you're playing Derrick Henry. Yeah, um, so that's, we, I we think beat that's them the last year, right? We did beat them last year. I think Tannehill, uh, they, the defense really snug. Down. Okay, so that's like the biggest thing I've noticed um, is with Burrow with these last two years is that yeah they lost a couple games that they or lost a couple they lost quite a few games they should not have lost, but they played really well against really good teams. Uh, the Titans last year, they were able to beat them here at home. Uh, they beat the uh, the Steelers last year who were, they were, you know, 11 and three or 11 and two coming in to that game this year. Like I said, undefeated against playoff teams, including the Chiefs, you know, the Ravens we played really well. 
the Steelers we played really well. Like they can play and compete with good teams. Right. So if we can if we can keep that up and if they can if they can still have that same mentality they've had for those other games and apply it here, I think they can at least compete. And they do have five road wins this year, which is like five times more than they had the prior two years with uh Taylor. Yeah, and I mean if you just look at our look at our offense, look at how you know, how strong we've come on at the end of the year. I think we are the most dangerous AFC team that's still left in the playoffs. It's a bold statement there. I think it's true. I think we can score on anybody. I think that's going to be going to be. That's true. They can score on anybody. They put up 34 on the Chiefs. Like, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think that's going to be a deciding factor. I don't think a lot of teams wanted to play us. I'll say that. Yeah, I don't think a lot of teams are looking at us and thinking, oh, this will be a cupcake win. It's like, okay, how do you stop the guy who's throwing, like, with his arm on fire and the guy who can run at, like, 4-4? Right. It's just their their offense is really good. It's it's going to, of course, going to come down to the defense. Um, you know, all injuries constant, knock on wood. I presume uh, it's going to be the defense that really decides if we win this game. Because yeah, like I, th- I think our offense can put up x many points and e- at least score three or four touchdowns, get at least twenty points scoring. But can the defense hold them to less than that? That's going to be the big question. Oh, especially with Derrick Henry coming back and our injuries to the D line. Yeah, it'll be interesting because I mean Tennessee doesn't look like a you know like a very potent offense on paper, but they can put up a lot of points. Yeah. Especially with um, Henry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you look at their scoring, some of the scoring numbers this year, they put up 33, 37, 34, 34, 28, 27, uh, 34, 28. So they can they can put the ball in the end zone. Yep, and their defense is, is really strong. I mean, that's one of their that, – that's one of their – you know, why they play so well. I mean, they're they're sixth in the league in points, so po- points against meaning how many points they've given up. Yeah. So you know, if you know, if you if you just look at straight averages, they're scoring about twenty four, they're giving up about twenty. So if we can score more than twenty four, um, I think that'll be a big key in whether or not we win this game. I think we can as long as we limit limit the the mistakes, limit the the penalties. Yeah. They've done a pretty good job uh, with penalties over the last couple years, so I'm not worried about penalties from like us committing them. I mean, obviously, like if the refs come in and just start throwing phantom flags, what are you gonna do? Uh, but if you look past that, I don't know. I, I think we can. I think we can overcome it. I'm excited. I, I think it's. I think. I think we're gonna win this one. That's my prediction is gonna we're, we're yeah. gonna win. Hey, I'm on board. I think they're going to win, too. I think that they, you know, they come in with a good air attack. It's going to be hard to stop three good wide receivers, a pretty good running back, and a pretty good tight end, you know, all at once. So when they come out in their five wide sets, you know, you can't just double everybody and get pressure on the quarterback. That is the hope. Yeah, well, I mean, if they they start uh, rushing three and get pressure, then you know they're in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, I'm uh 
I'm looking forward to it, though. Yeah, a good game, 4 o'clock on next Saturday. Should be a fun one to watch. Another 4 o'clock game. Uh, they always give us the first one. They don't want, they don't want like, prime time going to us. Which is weird. We're playing the, the first seed. But they don't care about <laughs> that. They don't give a shit if we're uh, – you know, if we're the first, you know, first seed or the last seed, they don't want to put us in prime time. <laughs> uh, who is getting the prime time game? It's going to be the Packers, I believe. Oh yeah, they love Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it may, it may even make sense. Uh, who are the other? Oh, should we talk about? Uh, do you even want to talk about? The phantom whistle. Not really. I mean, I think it's a non-issue. It was going to be a touchdown if they didn't throw the whistle. I mean, it it really was inconsequential. They did. So uh, technically, according to the rule book, if the whistle blows and it's a dead, you know, dead ball, but they didn't call it that on the field, so it doesn't matter. I just don't know why the fucking ref is blowing his whistle in the middle of the play for no reason. Like he was clearly not out of bounds. The guy was literally right there. Did they say it was an inadvertent whistle? Somebody said uh, that. I thought I thought the term erroneous was used. Well, either way, did you did you see the interview with Burrow after the game? Burrow and and uh, Zach Taylor. Everyone asked. Them, I didn't. Did, I didn't see that part pe- of the interview. People asked them. I was like, "Did you hear any whistles?" He was like, "I did not hear a whistle." <laughs> it was hilarious. It's just it's it's just something stupid that you know that would have to come up if, if anything were to come up in this game. That was fucking stupid. It was that. And it's funny because you hear, like, I've seen things on forums and shit where people are like, oh, you know, oh, you know, no, this this touchdown throw it was it was called a, you know, called a touchdown when it shouldn't have been. And the Raiders lost by seven. They should be pissed. It's like, well, if you think about it logically, if they blow the play dead, even if they go, like, two straight incompletions, they'd have to – yeah, they would probably have kicked a field goal. We said McPherson was on his game that day. So you would have to assume that either, you know, for that to hold true, we would either have to miss a field goal or not, or turn the ball over for them not to score on that. It's, it, it was just unlikely. They didn't, they didn't do any of that all game. Yeah. I mean, I think, it, you know, if, you know, one, a team was going to get screwed either way because of that stupid whistle. And I think it would have yeah. been worse to take away a touchdown that was very clearly a touchdown from us. Yeah. I mean, I, I've watched NFL games for like 20 years now. That Jerome Booger dude, I sw- he, he has all kind of mistakes, and his his officiating crew makes all kind of errors. So no surprise there that he's not doing any other playoff games the rest of the whole postseason. Right. I mean, a lot of these refs are are problematic because they all hate us. <laughs> here comes a, a phantom whistle. Oh, here comes a phantom holding flag. You know, I'm just wait. I'm waiting for the day where they're like, you know, holding on whoever play, and it's like there was absolutely no holding or something like that, or whatever. Because that's what that's what I'm that's what I'm conditioned to see. Right. Man, I'm still like I'm, truly I, beautiful. I'm still I'm still like you know I got a high from this game. Like it's it doesn't feel real still. It was it was truly beautiful. Um, what I think is really funny is 
we had the longest playoff streak, playoff advancement streak, we'll say, in the last you know thirty one years. That was the record. Number two is the um, Detroit Lions, right? They 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 won their last playoff game in ninety two. Okay. Uh, third place was the Cincinnati Reds, who have not won a playoff series since nineteen ninety five. That's that's hilarious, actually. It's it's. It's hilarious and funny and stupid and and just I don't I don't you don't you don't do any of the Reds ones that I record. I've stopped doing them <laughs> because like like they just suck. Like there's nothing I can say that they will hear any that anyone will hear uh, that I'm not that I'm not going to say that people won't disagree with and that like I'm not wrong about that have no impact on what happens. Like like. There have been times where we said they need to start doing some stuff, and then they do it. And it makes me wonder if, like, coaches are listening to us. But, like, the Reds one is, like, like they just, they're just they just making stupid fucking decisions. They spend all this money to bring in free agents. And this is my rant of the day. They bring in all this money on free agents, and then they're, like, trading them away and giving them up, right? right. Basically, I want you to imagine this. Okay, so it's, it's 2021, okay? Okay. We just, you know, we just got all these signed, all these players, Okay. Spent all this money for you. Got Trey Anderson, got Von Bell, got all these dudes to come in. DJ Reader, all this money spent. We draft all these players. Now, you go into 2022 and you say, okay, now we need to cut costs. And they and they trade away DJ Reader and they trade away Trey Hendrickson and then they cut Jamar Chase. Or no, they don't cut Jamar Chase. <laughs> they cut Von Bell and they cut Tyler Boyd and they cut – they don't resign Ryan Reef. And th- that's what I want you to imagine. Yeah. Like if next year they just start like eliminating talent from the team, like at, at, at magnitudes you've never seen before. That's what the Reds are doing. It's it's beyond ridiculous. Yeah, I've heard. You heard what? I said I've heard they've 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 had a hell of a time with their their management. It's just stupid. It's just it's beyond stupid. Like. Why on earth are we are we going in the rebuild mode? We were just in the playoffs. That's like, okay. Hey, the, the mafia runs the MLB, so maybe, but like, it's just ridiculous. Like, I think to circle back to football. Like, I listened to on the post game, who's getting the game ball, and Taylor said we're giving two game balls out. Famously, the one went to Mount Lookout Tavern and was immediately stolen. And then <laughs> uh, the second game ball went to Mike Brown. And say what you want about Mike Brown. You don't like this. You don't like that. He's a cheapskate, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Mike Brown, at some degree, tries to win. He's just not very good at it for a lot of times. <laughs> I think now they finally found something that's going to stick. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think his problem has been he's, you know, he wants he wants to win, but he's also balancing – I still think he's always been balancing the checkbooks and trying to make sure he's making as much money as possible. But I, I think there's been a small change, and I don't know if it's Mike Brown or what, whatever it is. Their their front office altogether all has changed. If a you want to say it's Mike Brown, if you want to say it's Katie Blackburn, if you want to say it's Dick to- Duke Tobin or whoever you want to say, like they're they've they're doing things that they've never done before. Uh, winning a playoff game for one, uh, signing two hundred million dollars in free agency. Um, uh, they're doing things for fan experience they've never done before. So they they are making drastic changes for the betterment of the fan experience as well as the end product of the product they're producing. Whereas like the Reds are just like 
Hey, remember the big red machine? Time to cut costs. <laughs> you know, it's like. Yeah, it's stupid. It's like, who the fuck wants to go out and watch that shit when, when the guy is like, he doesn't, the, the red zoner does not care about winning. I think Mike Brown cares about winning. He's just not very good. <laughs> and I guess like, until now. But the, the red guy just doesn't care. He's like, oh, we won. Oh, great. You know, they, the, they snuck into the playoffs last year because it was a 60-game season and they just happened to be two games over 500 on an expanded playoff year like, you know, that's like it's like if we all those years we went eight and eight, and we snuck into the playoffs, and you call that an accomplishment. It's like, well, is it really? <laughs> so, that's just I, I'm done with my rant. I'm okay. done talking about the stupid fucking Reds. I'm talking about well, the Reds suck, and they've sucked they for suck. a while, and they will probably continue to suck for a while. Yes, it will be. I will give them the decade of despair. I will do an episode when they actually win a playoff game. How about this? When they win a playoff series, I'll actually talk about it. <laughs> All right, I'm holding but you to that. Do it. I'm, I dare you. <laughs> okay, now that that's all done, let's talk about... I mean, we got another Cincinnati team that's actually making moves now, so here we go. It's beautiful, man. I'll tell you what, it was so beautiful. It was just... Uh, just My social media, I'm not even kidding, was just completely filled with, like, with like Bengals thing. And I feel like everybody I knew went to that game. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I wish I would have gone to that. That would have been some dope shit. Should have bought tickets there. Should have bought yeah. tickets, but should have, could have, would have. It was still fun. It was a beautiful sight to see. Um, that Burrow's a bad man. I don't think I can say anything else. Yeah, I think I think that's all that needs to be said. I think if yeah. we're just ready for this next game, I'm predicting a win. I hope so too, man. Well, I think that wraps it up for today. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we hope you listen to us once again. Thank you very much, and you guys have a good night. Bye-bye.